Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood, gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me. Woo woo! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Whitey Bell Radio program is officially on the clock. Great to have you, especially if you're on the podcast. So great that you found us. This is a great reminder before we go into a holiday weekend, if you're going to be out and about, maybe cutting the grass, take us along with you. If you're going to be at the pool or what have you, it's wonderful. Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, we're delighted to have your support. You know, if you listen to that gentleman whose sound I can't get enough of sitting in his car, just being like, when are you guys going to learn? When are you going to learn? When are you going to see? And, and I try to think about what, what is it? Was there one capstone experience? Was there one cross over the line that turned so many people off, that opened up so many eyes, that snapped so many people out of that collective hypnotic trance? For some people, it was that botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. I mean, botched is is too kind of a word. And the... The nonchalance, the cavalier nature with which Joe Biden received the bodies of 13 dead U.S. servicemen and women. How do you, how do you describe what that feels like to see him watching his, his, his watch, looking at his watch? as the flag-draped coffins are coming off of that aircraft, you know, the whatever it was that they're in, and move over to be transported to their individual final resting places. I mean, was it that? Was it the, was the complete disregard of the men and the women and the children in East Palestine, Ohio? And, and, and a nervous and incompetent Pete Buttigieg who showed up late only because he was widely criticized for just not giving a rip. And then the lies of the EPA, Michael Regan or whatever the hell his name is, Reagan, whatever, saying, no, no, it's all good. Everything's safe. When we see dead fish and dead birds and dead deer and 
then people are getting sick and they have symptoms and, and your solution is to to put up a, a medical clinic? Uh, what? Or, or was the final straw seeing what happened in Hawaii? The, the, the wanton disregard for just humanity. Ah, speechless. How do we not know who's dead? How do we not know how many of them were children? How do you not have answers? How do they not have help? Can you imagine how it would feel to know that you don't matter? Was it that? I, I don't know. And then you, you put that on your grid of just... I can't believe dot, 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 that this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. And then you throw the, the obvious political persecution, the, the attempt to destroy the candidacy of, of one man on that whiteboard. And it just all adds up and you just are drowning in seeing. You don't have to watch CNN. You just have to open your eyes, right? So when this story crossed yesterday, Brian Kemp, the alleged Republican governor of Georgia, who, who's asked by members of the legislature, the state legislature, saying, hey, we want to call an emergency session because we have serious concerns about this wacko DA, Fannie Willis, and her background, which we're about to get into and, and we, you have every right under the Georgia Constitution. And we say, call a special session. And Brian Kemp says, nah, I really don't think I want to do that. She's cool. Your eyes are open even more. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp stood by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and dismissed Republican calls to impeach Willis over her 41-count indictment against former President Donald Trump and 18 others. He dismissed those calls to impeach or to even call a special emergency session as, quote, political theater. Well, now, ain't that interesting? Pot, kettle, black. In mid-August, Georgia State Senator Colton Moore had announced an initiative to begin this emergency session to investigate Willis, as she should be, as we're going to get into here, because it will blow your friggin' mind, saying, as a Georgia State Senator, I am officially calling for an emergency session to review the actions of Fannie Willis, Moore said. America is under attack. I'm not going to sit back and watch as radical left prosecutors weaponize their elected offices to politically target their opponents. Well, apparently, Brian Kemp has no problem with that. Really? Kemp rejecting those calls for an investigation, arguing a special session would, quote, ignore current Georgia law and directly interfere with the proceedings of a separate but equal branch of government. You know, you could be angry. Or you could be awake. Because now you know everything you need to know. Enlightenment sometimes comes with a burden because it's great to operate in the dark. Willful blindness is sort of like checking out like, the, I don't know. 
I don't want to know. I don't want to see my neighbor's revolving door of women coming into his house, right? I don't, I don't need to know. Not my business. Close my eyes. Now you see. So what are you going to do about it? Well, you're going to get the hell rid of Brian Kemp. And you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that a lot of these people who have R's next to their names, you know, like all of the people who voted for infrastructure, all of the people who voted for the Inflation Corruption Act, who are Republicans, allegedly, all of the people with R's next to their name who give endlessly to Ukraine and yet shaft Maui, shaft East Palestine, shaft people here in America who are being terrorized by these people, right? The bottom line is that in the state of Georgia, as long as I'm governor, Kemp said, we're going to follow the law in the Constitution, regardless of who it helps or harms politically. After Kemp's remarks, Moore encouraged the Georgia governor to take a deep breath and to read the Constitution. Brilliant. Governor Brian Kemp is not being honest with the people of Georgia. He's allowing his disdain for President Trump to cloud his judgment. Specifically, Section 2, Paragraph 7, which outlines his clear power to call an emergency session. As the corrupt Fulton County DA continues to target Donald Trump, I only have one question for the governor. When are you going to stand with the people of Georgia and convene the emergency session that your constituents are demanding? Look, the whole beautiful part about this country is that we are the ones in charge, not a governor, not a state senator, not a congressperson. We. And when we, as in the people in Georgia, say, we need to talk about this, dude. You've got the power to do it. It's outlined in your state constitution. And he's like, nope. Not going to do it. Tells you everything you need to know. And there are grave concerns about Fannie Davis because of a new report. This is from GeorgiaRecord.com. I'm going to read you the headline and I'll give you maybe the first two paragraphs as a little teaser beezer because you need to know what's going on with Fannie Willis. Explosive revelation. Fannie Willis linked to massive election fraud and money laundering RICO enterprise. The Georgia record dive on this is huge. It goes on and on and on and on and on with documents to click on and proof that show what they're talking about. It's deeply involved with what? James O'Keefe and what used to be Project Veritas but is now OMG, O'Keefe Media Group, showing Act Blue contributions allegedly made by senior citizens who don't have nickels to rub together. And when James O'Keefe knocked on the door of a lot of these folks, they were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't given $1,000 this month to Democrat candidates via Act Blue in a shocking turn of a shocking turn of events a bombshell investigation has uncovered 
jaw-dropping connections between Fannie Willis and a sprawling web of election fraud and money laundering activities. Hey, Governor Kemp, are you paying attention? Because I'm pretty sure Colton Moore is. I'm pretty sure the people of Fulton County are. I'm pretty sure America is. And we're going to get into this. And how are you going to deny that special session then? I love telling you about how much money you can save. If you're a member of this listening audience, when you decide it's finally time to buy sheets that are awesome. We're supposed to spend eight hours of our lives every day in bed. I I don't, but the four or five I get, I want to be as comfortable as I can. And I will tell you, I have never slept on anything as luxurious and fantastic as cozy earth sheets. It's not just the temperature regulating sheets made from viscose bamboo. It's not just that you get a a 100 night sleep trial guarantee. Night number 99, you're like, "Eh, I don't really think so. Send them back, get your money back. You won't want to send them back. You won't want to sleep on anything else. It's also the, the, the sleepwear, the loungewear. It's the towels. And if you use my name right now, you're going to save up to 40% off. CozyEarth.com. CozyEarth.com right now. Promo code Wendy up to 40% off. Worth every... Is it pricey? Yeah, it's pricey. Do you get a great discount? Yeah, you do. Are you tired of sleeping on cruddy sheets? Yeah, you are. CozyEarth.com. Promo code Wendy. All right, when we come back, I want to get into this. GeorgiaRecord.com. <laughs> uh, Houston, y'all have a problem in Fulton County, and her name is Fanny Willis. And there's another name you need to know about. His name is George Soros. What? Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, I want to get to as much of this as I can before we run out of time in this segment. GeorgiaRecord.com. Headline, explosive revelation. Fannie Willis linked to massive election fraud and money laundering RICO Enterprise. This is not something they just slapped together. Let's try to take her out. This is something they've been working on with James O'Keefe and the Epic Times. Fannie Willis's involvement in a massive criminal enterprise will be sure to send shockwaves throughout the political landscape, this article says. The investigation, which spans across multiple states and multiple jurisdictions, has revealed a complex network of illicit operations aimed at undermining the very foundation of our constitutional republic and the rule of law. Sources close to the matter suggest Willis was a massive beneficiary in the federal and Georgia RICO enterprises. It appears she is currently playing a key role in orchestrating a systematic scheme to manipulate election outcomes, casting doubt on the integrity of the entire electoral process. But wait, remember in in Pennsylvania, then Attorney General, now lackey governor Josh Shapiro, when all the votes are counted, Joe Biden's going to, it's the safest, most, right? In the lead up to the 2022 midterm elections, my team and the guy who's writing this, let's see what it is. It's Chris Gleason says, my team uncovered a massive money laundering network of campaign finance contributions being made via Act Blue. One of the top beneficiaries of this money laundering RICO enterprise was none other than Georgia Senator 
Raphael Warnock. <gasps> I know. The Gateway Pundit, the first news organization to cover the massive money laundering network that financed the Raphael Warnock campaign. As our investigation progressed, we expanded our efforts into other states such as Missouri, Maryland, Wisconsin, Arizona, and then into every single state. Working with the Epic Times investigative journalist Steve Kovac, we made a stunning find. Many of the uh, top Act Blue quote unquote contributors never made the individual contributions. Many of these not employed individual contributors were the victims of a highly sophisticated money laundering scheme. The scheme then was further exposed when I provided the data to James O'Keefe and his people at O'Keefe Media Group who captured many unwitting money laundering smurfs in Maryland. These are the people who he knocked on the doors for, and they're like, hi, I have no idea what you're talking about. Gave what? How much? To who? No. This massive ongoing money laundering operation involves wire fraud, evasion of campaign finance limits, structuring of financial transactions, tax fraud, nonprofit fraud, identity theft, and elder abuse. The RICO operation is still in operation today, using the identities of unwitting elderly and other Democrat voters. This massive RICO money laundering enterprise is the fuel for the entire election fraud RICO operation. The next headline, buying a district attorney. The criminal money laundering enterprise operates at the federal, state and local levels. How apropos that John Guandolo is coming up. The first local elected official identified as part of this ongoing money laundering operation, Alvin Bragg. He received massive numbers of campaign finance contributions from the network of individuals who've been identified as Smurfs. People they didn't know whose identities were being used to show as though they had donated all of this money to Alvin Bragg. The investigation into Bragg also helped to uncover the use of prepaid credit and debit cards in the structuring of the campaign finance contributions and the payment of ballot harvesting mules. Wait, that didn't happen. Does anyone find it interesting that Alvin Bragg charged Donald Trump criminally with a campaign finance violation while benefiting from a money laundering RICO enterprise? Has Alvin Bragg refunded all of the illegal campaign finance contributions made to his campaign yet? And we're just getting started. Every single case involves discovery that Donald Trump is up against. All four of his indictments. What do you want to bet? that he's going to use all of this jazz to turn it all their head on their heads and go after these corrupt people. I can't wait. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up next, Julie Kelly blows the lid off of January 6th. Corrupt judges. What? Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program. So there's been something else that's going on in the news right now, quietly, as all of these shenanigans and terrible things have been going on. And I want to find this, and I I had it earlier. Of course, I've lost it now. It is a Julie Kelly article 
on the ridiculousness of treatment for people involved in January 6th. And when I read some of it to you, it is going to be difficult to hear. Because when you have a woman who's a 61-year-old grandmother and she gets thrown away in jail, she gets a sentence. What, what did she do? Did she, did she beat someone? Did she hit somebody with a, with a pole, with a stick? Did she deface any property inside the Capitol on January 6th? No. No, she didn't. In fact, she just kind of wandered through. Her husband, however, is, I guess, one of the proud boys. And this is the thing that will get you. She served now. She's going to serve 15 months in prison. 15 months in prison. Which is, to me, indefensible. And this is the injustice of our system in these United States that everybody sees. Her name is Connie Meggs. Her husband, Kelly, is an oath keeper. I beg your pardon. And he was one of the one of the big wigs, I guess, in the organization. Can we can we all just call a spade a spade and talk about what the oath keepers are? Because they're portrayed as some wacko militia group. They might as well have jungle gyms and be wearing ghillie suits and and practicing in some woods, you know, somewhere riding around in a Jeep with no doors. That's not who they are. Oath keepers are former military. Yes. People whose service has ended. Maybe they were former law enforcement. They were involved in something in some capacity. Where they were required to take an oath to protect us from enemies. And though their service has ended, their commitment to that oath continues. And so what did they do? Well, during the protests of some of the funerals for veterans, they would go there and they would make sure they were in attendance to protect the sanctity the respect of those military funerals from wacko protesters who've never done anything to protect our country ever, who've never volunteered to serve ever. There's no uniform in their closet. They don't even know what the first word would be about service. But because they're triggered and that's all they do, they would go and they'd protest. Oath keepers would go and be like, I don't think so. I don't think you're coming up here because here we are in numbers and you won't get by us. They went to the Capitol on January 6th. And they've been portrayed as this wacky group of of lunatics who just want to run around and shoot people. That's not what they are. Connie Meggs is the wife of Kelly Meggs. Kelly Meggs was just sentenced to a ridiculous sentence. How about this? How many years did he get? 12, 15 for doing what? 12 years, 12 years in, pr- in prison for seditious conspiracy in connection with January 6th. Oh, my gosh. Kelly Meggs, you'd say to yourself, what did he do? He had to beat somebody. Did he beat to death Roseanne Boylan? Oh, no, that's that's right. That was a Capitol Police officer. Oh, or was a, a D.C. officer who did that. And she was dragged away and we never saw her body again. Right. What did what did Kelly Meggs do? He had to hurt somebody. Did he throw something at somebody? Did he what? No, they they. They charged him and found him guilty of seditious conspiracy for what he might have done because there were weapons in his hotel room. He could have done something. And because of that, you're a danger and we're going to throw you away. His wife, Connie, 
gets thrown away as well. She's already served 45 days in prison. She already had a freaking ankle monitor for 15 months or two years or whatever it was. And she's been sentenced because of her association with her husband to spend almost a year and a half in prison. Does that make sense to you guys? Where is the GOP? Where are our elected leaders being outraged over this? Because what I can tell you is we juxtapose those sorts of sentences, that kind of harsh penalty, with other people like, let's see, the George Floyd riots. How many of those people have been sent to? How many of those people who literally did kill, who did destroy, who did wreak havoc, who did burn down property, how many of those people have been punished? I'm sure it would be commensurate. I say with utmost syrupy sarcasm. Well, let's read. In most of a dozen jurisdictions examined, at least 90% of cases were dropped or dismissed against the Floyd, the George Floyd, mostly peaceful protesters. In some cities, like Dallas and Philadelphia, as many as 95% of the citations were dropped or not prosecuted. Do you guys think that has anything to do with these George Soros-funded DAs like Alvin Bragg, like Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, that zero hack of a human being as, as Philadelphia turns into a, an absolute hellscape? Do you think maybe that money went to Fannie Willis? I'm going to go with, yeah, George Gascon. Do we need to go on and on? How about the, the loser in St. Louis? These are the people who, who allow criminality, who let these criminals go and say, well, you know, it's, our docket's so full. In some cities like Dallas and Philadelphia, as many as 95% of citations were dropped or not prosecuted because that makes sense. In Houston, about 93% of the citations were dropped. Los Angeles, 93% more, not filed. Wait, I, I saw you throwing a Molotov cocktail that burned a car? Eh. Don't worry about it. Just try not to do it again, okay? And if you're going to steal, keep it under 950. You know, we don't want you to have to put that on your taxes. Right. How about this? San Francisco, prosecutor's office there dismissed all 127 cases related to peaceful protest-related charges, though data for more serious citations not available. How about mayors? Yeah, the mayors in every city except Detroit dropped all citations over which they had jurisdiction. It's almost like you've got these Democrat people who are working together to create a very lax justice system for, for the criminals to get away with whatever they want to get away with. But if you stand up against it, man, they're like white on rice at your door. I'm sorry, why is it that you were at your child school board meeting? Because we saw you there. Really? How about this? Dallas, more than 95% of the cases not even filed. We know you did something. We arrested you. And then we let you go. The department, the police department in Dallas dropped about 675 charges stemming from one protest because quiet. Uh, this is the this is what they said, quote, the spirit of service to which the Dallas Police Department is committed would not be exemplified by moving forward with charges. Oh, the spirit. So if you're motivated by George Floyd, 
and you're a Democrat, you can do whatever the hell you want. If you took an oath to the Constitution and you love this country and you vehemently in your heart knew that what happened on November 3rd, 2020 was jacked and that the election should not have been certified and you went there because you wanted to watch history and then the doors of the Capitol opened because the police officers moved the barricades aside and there was a vortex and people say they were pushed inside almost like it was entrapment and then you find out that there were dozens of undercover agents inside what and then there were hearings from congressional hacks who were all either rhinos or Democrats where they cherry picked the evidence and then you found out that they withheld exculpatory evidence from the defendants so that they could rot in solitary confinement. Think the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chaman, Jacob Chansley. So, so they, they could rot and be punished. Wait, do, does the Democrat party understand this is just part of the reason why nobody believes in them anymore? Your justice isn't our justice. Your fairness isn't our fairness. We're done. How about this? How about this judge? Here's Julie Kelly writing her first article for Real Clear Investigation. Super, super pumped for her. She rocks. I want to read just just the first maybe five paragraphs. Digging into some of these judges. Does Donald Trump stand to get a fair trial? Is there a judge out there who was cherry-picked by Barack Obama, who, whose election was, was fueled by George Soros' money? Do you, do you believe that he's going to get a fair? Hell no. Hell no. At her first appearance in the criminal case against Donald Trump for his alleged attempt to overturn the 2020 election. So stupid. U.S. District Court Judge Tanya Chutkin repeatedly warned the former president's lawyers that politics would not be tolerated in her courtroom. Quote, the fact that Trump is running a political campaign has to yield to the orderly administration of justice, Chutkin said during the August 11th hearing. If that means he can't say exactly what he wants to say about witnesses in this case, that's how it has to be. But as, even as she warns Trump about his inflammatory language, Chutkin has routinely issued politically charged rulings and made incendiary statements of her own while presiding over some 30 cases involving Trump supporters charged in connection with the January 6th melee at the U.S. Capitol. A review of thousands of pages of hearing transcripts reveal that Chutkin has repeatedly expressed strong and settled opinions about the issues at the heart of United States versus Donald Trump, the criminal case she is now presiding over. These include her public assertions that the 2020 election was beyond reproach. That's scary as nuts. A federal judge is saying that? That the January 6th protests were orchestrated by Trump. And that the former president is guilty of crimes. She has described January 6th as a mob attack on, quote, the very foundation of our democracy. And has branded the issue at the heart of the case she is hearing. Trump's claim that the 2020 election was stolen. A conspiracy theory. Although judges often make comments from the bench. Chutkin's strident language raises questions about her impartiality in handling the case against the presumptive GOP nominee for president. The U.S. Code that addresses grounds for recusal states, any justice judge or magistrate judge of the United States shall disqualify himself in any proceeding 
in which his impartiality might reasonably be questioned. One reason to recuse is if the judge has demonstrated a, quote, personal bias or prejudice concerning a party. What do you think? What do you think? Matt Gates, Florida, recently filed a resolution to condemn and censure Chutkin for exhibiting open bias and partisanship in the conduct of her official duties as judge. She's going to stay on. She's going to try to do everything she can to bury Donald Trump. Meanwhile, Connie and Kelly Meggs will be spending years in prison because they went to the Capitol. Not because of a crime they committed, but because of something they could have done. Maybe, but didn't, but could have. That is how far the Justice Department has fallen. That is just how far justice has fallen in this country. Black voters, young voters, Hispanic voters, independent voters see it all. Period. The Simkovich Concussion Institute in a week can do wonders that can take years anywhere else. And it's because Dr. Charles Simkovich, this is what he does. It's not just part of his practice. It is his practice, helping people with concussions and traumatic brain injuries. Thousands of people suffer them every year. Thousands of people die because of these brain injuries every year. And so if you're injured, whether it's in battle or as a weekend warrior or because you took a fall or you got in an accident, you need help, stat. And that help is the Simkovich Concussion Institute. More than 10,000 patients. Go to SimkovichConcussionInstitute.com, read the reviews, hear what people say about getting their lives back, hear about people who've had migraine headaches, punishing migraine headaches, who after a couple sessions walk out with no more pain ever again. It's not magic. It is science, and he's got it. 412-366-3700. SimkovichConcussionInstitute.com. So as I drop these stories on you, so-and-so gets 15 years, so-and-so gets to walk, so-and-so walked into the Capitol, so-and-so blew up a police car. Does it make sense to you? Of course it does, my friends. And we come back. I got I got America last for you. A little dollars and cents math. How much Biden has sent to Ukraine versus what he wants to give the folks who lost everything on Maui. This is what's resonating with people. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. The dollars and cents of insanity. It happens when you see how much money... Joe Biden wants to send Maui vis-a-vis how much money he's already given to Ukraine. Right? Well, let's see. This story from Breitbart. Biden sends to Maui less than one-tenth of one percent of what he wants to send Ukraine. I, I mean, just right there, it's a full stop. How do you, how do you navigate that? How do you then scratch your head and wonder why people are moving away, walking away from Joe Biden and moving over to Donald Trump? People who've never voted Republican, people who've always been never Trumpers. When you're dealing with life and death and you're cavalier about it, 
like the checking of the watch or being needed to be browbeaten to go to Maui to then bring up a dumb story to, to, to try to trump everybody's misery by saying that you understand because your house almost burned down when it didn't. I mean, that's President Joe Biden is asking Congress. <laughs> I can't even believe it. To approve another $24 billion in aid for Ukraine, which could bring the total amount of U.S. taxpayer funded aid to Ukraine since February 2022 to $135 billion. What about us, Joe? What about people who are struggling every single day, who are in their cars, shooting videos of themselves, crying because they are drowning in your awful America? So let's juxtapose that $135 billion to what he says he's going to send to... uh, to Maui. Biden announced Wednesday he's going to send $95 million, $95 million from the bipartisan infrastructure law to aid in rebuilding Maui after the nation's deadliest fire in over a century, which is claimed we still have this number, 115 lives. Ladies and gentlemen, that number is going to be in the thousands. Stop playing. Stop trying to hide it. The $95 million is less than one-tenth of one percent of the $135 billion Biden is seeking to spend on aid to Ukraine in a war that has no end in sight. It is a war that ends when we stop sending them money. This is when Newt Gingrich said, and we had his sound yesterday, I think, when he said, we have no idea, we have no earthly idea how disgustingly corrupt All of this is how many people are on the take, how many people have gotten rich, how many people are connected. And look, this is why I encourage you to go back and read that Wentworth report, Project 2025. Because to believe that there is a plan, that there are machinations in place with tens of thousands of conservative patriots ready to move in on day one to eliminate tens of thousands of federal workers, the bureaucracy, to replace all of these bean counters, all of these people who do the bidding of the corrupt congressmen and women and the bureaucracy of Washington, D.C., to believe that it is known that the players have been identified, that the crimes have been documented, and that the plan to root them out and replace them with patriots who are going to save America and bring us back to where we need to be is very encouraging to me. Because I believe that. One-tenth of one percent Screw you, Hawaii. Screw you, East Palestine, Ohio. Screw all of you. That's what they're saying. Coming up next, national security expert John Guandolo, federal agent, former federal agent. He's going to be joining us, and he has a very special message. The power of liberty and the destructiveness of tyranny, why he sees us on that latter path and what it's going to take to be on the former next.